for joining me on the uh, Snow Magazine podcast today. Uh, Taylor is an economic analyst with ITR Economics. And what ITR does is they uh, provide forecasts at both the uh, market and the company level. And Taylor is also one of our featured speakers at our upcoming um, Executive Summit, August 2nd through 4th. Uh, Thank you very much for joining me today, Taylor. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I don't want to steal your thunder too much for what you're going to be presenting at Executive Summit. I want to leave a little bit, I want to cover it all in our, our podcast today. But there are a couple of topics I definitely want to uh, touch base with you. And one of them is that, um, as you know, my audience is primarily uh, commercial snow and ice management contractors. And um, coming up this August and in this fall, they're going to start preparing for winter 21 uh, 22. So what do they need to know now uh, about the economy that will help them better prepare for the situation, the, the financial and economic situations they'll face this winter? Yeah, great question. So I'd like to first start off by uh, we're in the recovery phase of the of the economic business cycle, as ITR economics uh, suggests. And that's that, you know, we're we're still working our way back to those pre-pandemic levels. We're not quite there yet, but we do anticipate that we'll be hitting some new record GDP numbers as we get into late this year, early next year. So uh, really the, what we're working with our clients on preparing them for right now is uh, an accelerating growth trend. And that is when GDP, industrial production, the various major economic benchmarks are showing growth and that pace of growth is accelerating. Um, So this is typically the area of the business cycle where we find ourselves the busiest. And it often sneaks up on us pretty quickly after, uh, especially coming out of a recession. Um, So what we're working on with our clients now as we prepare for this accelerating growth, which will characterize the second half of this year and into 2022, is uh, continuing to uh, invest in in capacity. The number one question I'm asking our clients and and the customers that we work with is, is what are you doing to invest in this growth trend? And I think it's important that we uh, mention it's not just 2021 and into 22 where we're growing. We expect to see this economy grow really through the entirety of the first half of this decade. ITR economics does not have another recession in our forecast until 2026. So it's really important that we understand how quickly this demand is coming back online. One thing we found is that uh, many of our clients were, uh, you know, who, who were ready for this demand are, are doing quite well in, in taking market share. But there are certainly individuals that weren't ready for how quickly this demand comes back on the uh, coming out of the pandemic. So I think it's really important we're considering, uh, you know, hiring capital investments. It's a great time for mergers and acquisitions. And really just asking yourself that question as we look at these consecutive years of economic growth, what are we doing to invest and prepare our business for a much uh, higher level of activity compared to what we experienced over the last 18 months? Well, that's very encouraging. But what I need to ask you about is what you know about the labor market. It is the topic that is on the tips of every contractor's tongue they're looking to fill out their rosters for uh this winter i know they've had troubles with the you know whatever they do in the summertime um will we ever return to pre-pandemic hiring levels and retention levels with employees and is this is what we're going through now and when we come out of it is it going to be a good or a bad thing yeah labor is certainly the number one conversation on our end as well and and what we're finding is that even though 
it seemed like, or at least the media reported, a large pool of labor became available during the pandemic. We're still finding that businesses are struggling to find those employees uh, coming out of the pandemic. So, you know, typically in recessions, you see uh, the labor market sort of soften and a lot of labor become available. And that, that hasn't been the case. And so it seems like we have a short supply of, of workers, particularly for, for the commercial construction individuals, for the contractors, the, those skilled labor and entry level positions are, are very challenging to find. And as a result, we're seeing some pretty significant wage inflation at that lower level where, uh, you know, I've, I've talked with several clients that had that 10 to $12 an hour entry level position and now 15 is the baseline as we look at the other side of the pandemic. And we, we continue to hear that a lot of our clients, are, you know, will receive, uh, you know, 100 applications for an open position and only 10 will show up uh, to the actual interview and sometimes mm-hmm. even less. So it's really competitive out there. Uh, I talked with a staffing firm yesterday that said this is no longer an employer's market. It's an employee's market. So I, what I would urge everyone to consider is, is start that hiring process now. I know, you know, even winter is is still a few months away, but make sure you're working through this process now because the lead times of hiring individuals are, are going to be longer. And uh, understand from a financial planning standpoint that you're likely going to have to elevate wages and, and offer some other competitive benefits because this labor market is still very competitive. Now, it, I, I do expect that we'll see the labor market recover from the pandemic, but I think it, based on our forecast, it's going to be a few years before we get there. So not coming back as quickly as the overall economy. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the answer for a lot of people is automate and innovate where you can. I understand that's more challenging, especially for contractors. So in this recovery phase of the business cycle where we're still a little bit slower in activity, this is really the time where we need to be hiring and training to prepare for the busier season that we have just a few months from now. Mm-hmm. You know, one trend I want to touch base with you on that has really become evident, not only during the pandemic, but even in, in some of the days leading up to it, is how as as business owners and top managers, we really need to be students of what is happening throughout the world and and what's happening with the world economy. And a great example of this is that you have a container ship that gets jammed up in the Suez and that was months ago. And today um, we're hearing, you know, from contractors there, they're not sure they're going to get their equipment deliveries or that there will be heavy equipment available on dealer lots. And it all stems from, you know, parts or uh, electronic components that were on either that particular container ship or other container ships that got delayed what advice or what guidance can you give small business owners on how they should be monitoring world events as they relate to their own businesses and how they may one day down the line relate to their businesses yeah you know we're a global economy now there's there's no way around that um globalization was certainly the trend over the last 20 even you know 40 years back to the 80s and and we've seen that develop and so it particularly along the question that you asked i think it's really important that we're as business owners evaluating the supply chains first and foremost and i'll share more uh what during my presentation but we always look for the materials regardless of what country that that are typically the most cost effective. So the countries where manufacturing costs are low, labor costs are low, because we get cheaper goods coming out of those countries. I'm urging people to sort of reevaluate that trend because I know cost competitiveness is, is important, 
but also the resiliency of the supply chains uh, to me is equally as important. And so I, I guess for a good example, um, you know, the United States, um, for, according to an FM resiliency index, which is the source of, of the resiliency of a supply chain, mm-hmm. the United States receives a value of 85, uh, which it, it's on a scale of one to 100. So 85 means the United States has a very resilient supply chain. Mm-hmm. China, for example, receives a score in the low 60s. So yes, China is slightly more cost effective than the U.S. to produce. You'll pay slightly less for the good. You're dealing with a lot more headaches because their the resiliency of their supply chain is so much lower than the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that we're reevaluating not just on cost but on resiliency of the supply chain because yeah, you might pay a little bit more in the U.S. But if you're getting that product, you're getting that material on time with shorter lead times, then it might be more beneficial to pay a slightly higher price. And so that's what I'm, I'm urging uh, a lot of our clients to consider as it relates to getting their materials, particularly as we look at this next year. Um, now, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's also important to note that we, can, we need to continue to track COVID-19. And I know here in the U.S., we feel like we're on the other side of this um, and, and, and we've made incredible progress. But if you look at some of the other regions around the world, very low vaccination rates that's causing secondary shutdowns. Um, you know, we, we heard that coming out of Africa, only 1% of their population, you know, Japan, for example, was still in the single digits in terms of their population being vaccinated. So it's important that we're evaluating the supply chains and where our materials are coming from, from a COVID standpoint as well, because unfortunately here in the, uh, U, well, fortunately here in the U.S. we're doing quite well, but unfortunately that's not the case around the world. So I think if we're reevaluating those supply chain metrics on resiliency and on COVID-19, you, you might find yourself with more success and less headaches with those material uh, delays and costs. Tell me a little bit about hiring a firm like yourself. Uh, I'm a small business owner. I, I recognize the need that I need to become a little bit better educated on um, not only world economics, but local economics. But I don't have the um, maybe my own background education in this to maybe understand some of these principles. And I'm looking for a pro who's going to put it in a, a format that I'm going to understand and can apply to my business. How do I go about um uh, finding a firm like that. Yeah, and I, and I can share with you what we do. Uh, our goal is really to to work with business owners to help determine, forecast the future, certainly accurately, but also to provide actionable insight based on the information we provide. So it's it's really a two-step approach. We evaluate the data. We evaluate the data of your company and of the markets that you're involved in. And we can very accurately predict the trajectory of those markets, even out three years. But all of that information is useless unless we can act upon it in some way. And that's where ITR economics really comes in is, is we'll, we'll lay out all the data for you. We'll, we'll put together a forecast for you, but we'll also tell you based on where you are in the economic cycle and where you're headed, how to act on that from a business perspective. We call them management objectives. So mm-hmm. decisions that we should be making as an executive team, given where we are and where we're going. And we're able to do that by providing uh, highly correlated uh, leading indicators um, that, that we can all have confidence in that have historically predicted the movement in the economy. Um, so really, our, our bread and butter is, is providing you an unbiased, independent uh, perspective on your markets and your company that hopefully you can overlay with your internal plans and have a high degree of confidence in some of the decisions you make moving forward. Fantastic. Hey, lastly, do you uh, I know that. Um... Uh, snow and ice management contractors they they love business information do you guys do your own podcast that you'd like to promote 
Yes, we do. Uh, we have a podcast and you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're on YouTube as well if you'd like to see our wonderful faces. Um, <laughs> and it's called Trends Talk. Um, and it's a short podcast, so typically about five to 10 minutes of a current event or important economic information that we want you to be aware of. And, and those are coming out on a weekly basis. We're also constantly posting blogs. All of our speakers and presenters are, are writing blogs on a weekly basis, and you can find those on LinkedIn or on our website as well. 